Hello, this is John Mangini, Vice President of Marketing with the New Jersey Bankers Association. Welcome to the New Jersey Banker Podcast. Today, our President and CEO, Mike Fuso sits down with Tammy Mata, Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer and Director of Human Resources for Valley Bank. They'll be discussing the importance of revitalizing DEI initiatives, addressing multi-generational workforces, launching effective DEI strategies, and more. Thanks, John, and thank you, Tammy, for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time to uh, join us this month and uh, really hoping to have a really great discussion about DEI and your efforts at Valley. Um, so as we talk about this, why don't we, why don't we start by talking about what does DEI mean to you and why is it important at Valley? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here today. You know, for um, for Valley, DEI is really about creating space for people to be themselves, for people to bring all that they can contribute, all their uniqueness, um, so that they can have a really meaningful experience, whether as an associate, as a customer, or as a community member. We really want to provide each of our constituents constituencies with access to all of the opportunities that Valley has to offer. And that's really the underpinnings of every initiative program effort is really about providing access to as many people as we can. So what's your approach to understanding the perspectives of different colleagues or different customers from different backgrounds? Well, um, what really helps me in this space is I'm very much a people person. I know that seems a little cliche, um, but I just find people are so interesting. And so my approach um, to really creating an environment where inclusion and equity are front and center is that I try to do a lot of listening. Um, that is an active practice for me because sometimes, you know, um, when you're in a conversation, you're like, oh, I have this great story to add, right? Um, and sometimes it's, you have to give others space to tell theirs. We are really hardwired hard um, as human beings to really try to create connections. Um, and so um, those connections are so incredibly important. We saw that in the pandemic when we, you know, were missing out on that, those physical interactions with people running into, you know, the folks you meet on the train or at the bus stop or on, you know, kind of at the supermarket. Um, you know, you find these really interesting people to kind of have a little chat with and it kind of gives you a little lift in your day. Um, you know, so I really try to Think about those interactions that we have, you know, as associates at Valley um, with our customers, with each other, to say to create spaces where people can share who they are and what's important to them, um, and to really be accepting of the different experiences we all have. There's value um, in each and every person that you meet. Um, there's something you can learn each and every day, um, and if you're open to that, if you can say, you know, um, I didn't know that. Thank you for sharing that with me versus, of course, I knew that. And then go looking it up yourself, right? Like being okay to be like, yeah, I want to learn something from you. So I really try to use that as a practice to say, like, I'm going to listen more than I speak, barring this podcast, of course. Um, and um, I'm really going to try to learn as much as I can about the people who I work with and interact with, because I think there's so much value in that. Such It's, it's such a great way to, to, to look at things, right, where, where a lot of times you know, particularly in the, in the normal discourse, you're trying to get your point across. You're trying to win. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
you know, you really completely change the the uh, rubric of how a discussion goes when you open yourself up to be convinced of the way somebody else sees things, yeah. not the way you see things. And it's uh, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting way of conducting yourself in in the business world because often. Um, you know, we are, we are advocates for our positions. Um, and I, and I know, yes. you, know you and I share a, a background <laughs> in advocacy and we're trained to advocate. Um, right. So, so I think it's, it's such an interesting way to, uh, to, to kind of conduct yourself and, um, you know, create these types of discussions. So let's focus on organizations. Um, tell me what you think organizations should consider when launching DEI initiatives? You know, I think the first step is really looking at your mission and ethos, right? What are you about? Um, for Valley, it's like very clear to me, right? You know, we wanna, we wanna create opportunities for people. We want people to feel comfortable. We want to have an impact, right? Those are some, some of, uh, we wanna be trusted advisors, right? Um, our, DEI programs are centered around that. Oftentimes you find, um, you know, whether you go to a different con a, a conference or a webcast or, you know, people will say, oh, we do this at our company. And there's like a real feeling that, oh, I'm just going to pick that up and plop it right down on my organization. No, you have to understand what your organization is about. You have to get buy-in from the constituencies of your organization because I firmly believe um, that if you do it with your colleagues rather than imposing something on them, right? You'll go a lot farther, right? Um, there's a real, I think, benefit to listening and, and getting input and finding out what's important to people, you know, whether it's via like a quick pulse survey, getting out and chatting with folks, um, really understanding what their needs are and what their goals are, kind of what they're bringing in every day and centering your program around that, not looking to see what other organizations are doing and say, and trying to kind of make it a competition. We kind of stay away from those, um, those lists as we're building, because that can be a real challenge to say, okay, well, What's your real objective in thinking about inclusion and equity? Is to is it to get an accolade for being, you know, number 25 or number one on a list? Or is it for you to be making a real impact with the people who you work with and who you work for? Um, you know, and for, for us, it's the latter. We want it to be real. We want it to be tangible. Um, and we have the benefit of so many different DEI initiatives that have come before us, right? There's like 20 years in this space now of experience. So you know what's good, you know what's bad. Um, and so you can really pick and choose what feels right for your company, what feels right for your organization and the people within your organization. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, right? So you, you, you touch on this idea that, you know, not, not one size fits all. And New Jersey's such a, it's such a unique state. It's such the we we probably are the most of our state in the union when you look at all of the different groups that are here um, mm -hmm. in New Jersey, and we have of of even what you would consider a a very small group. The smaller groups, there's a lot of too. So it's it's uh, it's really um, I think incumbent upon businesses to. Uh, to be mindful of the fact that 
We have groups from all over the world here in New Jersey. Um, and to think about the fact that because, you know, we're so close to New York City and, you know, New York has always been an entry point of people to yes. this country, um, that we continue to be an entry point. So uh, it, it's, it's just interesting to, to when, you, when you take that, that look. So with every initiative and everything that we do, whether it's, you know, commercial lending and a new product, or whatever happens to be um, an initiative that any, any industry undertakes, however, you know, we'll talk about banking, eventually it begins to become a little bit more repetitive or rote. Mm -hmm. And you need to always refresh and breathe new life into these initiatives. How do you, how do you do that with DNI and, and, you know, talk about, you know, why it's important and, and how you are, are continually refreshing uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. Yeah. You know, we, um, so we focus a lot on, kind of what we call inclusion acumen, right? Um, this kind of, <laughs> the idea that, you know, we always think about our business acumen, kind of how can I be the best at what I do? How do I think about my professional development and my growth, right? And that type of kind of continuous improvement is something that is so important to the success of a, build, of a business. We build that into our inclusion efforts as well. You know, there is an understanding that, um, you know, at some point in anybody's existence, you are going to step in it and you're going to say the wrong thing, right? Like that it is going to happen. But we could provide you with the tools and tips like, what do you do to kind of get out of that situation? How do you recover from that so you're not afraid to have the interaction? Um, we are constantly refreshing the way that we deliver um, inclusion education, right? We, we have a series that we call Widening the Lens um, and Sharing Our Perspectives. And so last year we did our series on, you know, um, mitigating unconscious bias. It was something to kind of to uh, build on and some of the, the lessons that we, we, we worked on before. We did a section on cultural competency. Um, we also did a section on, a session, sorry, on um, how to be an upstander against bias, right? And that was really important when you saw all of the different um, things that were happening in our culture at the time, right? Um, there were a number of incidents against marginalized communities where, you know, they were being attacked based on what they looked like, who they were with, right? Um, and to provide something, um, education that really helped to, to have people empowered to have to make a change in that area, right? Like how do you be a bystander or upstander, sorry, um, and be safe to do so, right? So if it's happened, what if something happens right in front of our branch doors? What is it that you're going to do? Um, that's the type of programming. And like when you're thinking about, you know, overall, what should your TEI look like? How do you keep it fresh? It's to pay attention to what's happening around you um, and what your associates need to, you know, to deal with that, whether it's from an emotional perspective, to be prepared to, if that's an interaction that they have, right, how do they navigate that? Um, and how do they feel safe really interacting with others um, from a person, their own personal perspective, but also when they're representing you out in the world, right? So making sure that people are exemplifying, you know, valley values and understanding that part of that is making sure that we're, you know, um, we're good allies to marginalized communities, right? That we stand up for what's right. Here are the tools for you to do that. Um, so that's really how we think about it. We, we don't kind of 
um, say, okay, we're going to have this program and we're going to run it every year and it's going to be just like this, right? It's really being adaptive um, and tweaking as we go, um, getting feedback, right? How did that go over? Did did it resonate with you? Um, we do things like, you know, we have one series that um, uh, one of our associate resource groups, um, the Believe ARG does, and it's called one-on-one, -on -one, and it's a 30-minute session, like a, um, and it could be with leaders around the company or an outside speaker, um, and we'll do like kind of quick fire questions, right? It's 30 minutes because for some people, that's the right amount of time that they can take in their day to get some, you know, a really good kind of education session. Others, we've done 90 minutes because we really need to dive in um, to it. So we really try to tailor it to what our associates need at the time um, and constantly seek to refresh. We don't drive ourselves crazy with it. Like everything doesn't have to be new, but we really try to make it so that it's interesting, it's impactful, um, and it's timely for what's happening in the world. So, um, you know, you, clearly you're, 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 constantly in a in a state of evolution and reflection on what you're doing what's failing what isn't um as as you would treat any other business unit um what um in planning of dni uh initiatives what's what's generally overlooked what do you think people forget about when in the in the planning process and then kind of the crafting of the of the the whole uh, mosaic? I think sometimes we assume we know what people want, right? Um, and that can be in a number, that, that can be kind of in any industry or any kind of subject area, right? Like sometimes you think you know so much, I'm like, this is exactly what they need. And you can be really far off the mark, right? Um, I think it's very, very important to collaborate with people with different perspectives, right? Um, often, um, in in DNI and in other areas, right? Um, you know what happens is if there's a certain way that people do things, they find themselves in an echo chamber, and you're all saying the same thing. And yeah, 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 sounds great, sounds great, sounds great. And you fall into that groupthink chat um, trap, where you know you're just kind of. Um, I think one of my one of my colleagues called it the mutual admiration club, right? <laughs> where every idea you have is a great one. Um, and sometimes you need somebody to say like, hey, that does not make any sense. What are you doing, <laughs> right? Um, so you kind of have to seek out that person who is going to poke holes, going to ask you the really hard questions, um, who's going to say, I don't get it, right? Because sometimes something is so clear to you um, because you've been reading up on it and you, you, you put it all together, but your point's not resonating, right? So you really have to look for those with um, experiences different than your own so you can see through their lens um, what you're missing. They'll find your blind spots for you. Um, and I think if we're more op open to that, I think that sometimes when somebody disagrees with you, the, the initial response is to be defensive. Um, instead, be a little open and say like, hey, maybe, you know, I'm I'm so sure of this, yet this person does not agree with me. <laughs> All right. So what is it that we need to talk about? What am I missing here? And looking at it as looking at it as a positive opportunity to really learn and to grow and to craft a better message or a better program. Right. We, we get better output when you get more voices in the room and you can kind of hash it out. You come to a better outcome. So um, putting your ego to the side um, and really leaning into getting kind of different eyes or and ears <laughs> on the work that you're doing. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a, a really good thing. I mean, you know, 
you get into this this idea of groupthink and you know just quashing dissent and um, you know you can end up going into a direction and you don't even know how you got there but yeah you know everybody's high-fiving themselves on the way there and it's it's uh it, it becomes a uh, a bit of a of a quandary once you get there so but part of giving um you know accolades new jersey bankers has a dni council mm-hmm. and you sit on our dni council i do and i'd like you to uh just give a little bit of your opinion on uh, what that council has done to just create awareness and and noting that this is important, an important issue, um, just like any of our other committees at New Jersey Bankers, that this is the same as commercial lending or any other mm-hmm. discipline in a, in a bank. It's not an add-on. Absolutely. You know, um, it's so inherent to... Um, financial services, right, to, to think about kind of different perspectives. Like, you know, financial services is so powerful. It can change so much, right, how people are able to support themselves and to, to finance their dreams and to achieve their goals, right? Um, you know, with a council like this um, rep- that's representative of so many different types of banks, right, and different um, in different areas of uh, New Jersey, you hear different perspectives on um, kind of what their client bases are and what and the different initiatives that they're working on and how that feeds into the overall industry. You know, I have been in financial services for the bulk of my career because I've always looked at it as a mean looked at financial services as a means for people to um, really move forward in the world to to support themselves and their families and the things that they care about. Um, and what I find on the council is people share a lot of those goals, right? Like that's kind of how they come to banking. They may not have been, um, you know, a lawyer like me who transitioned into this, that maybe they're folks who have been like, you know, market presidents at banks, right? Um, but the, the drive around um, kind of financial services and all of the power that it has um, in our economy, in our country, um, and what we can do, right, that that impact that we can have really feeds into um, the themes of or the goals of inclusion and equity, equality, access, right? Um, and I think the council, by bringing um, folks together who are passionate about both of those things around financial services and around making sure that people have access to financial services, makes it a really powerful um, group of folks who can have an impact and set the direction of how this industry functions in New Jersey. So I think it's been a real benefit to me, um, especially, um, you know, I I got onto the council very shortly after uh, joining Valley Bank. Um, And so having those thought partners and hearing what folks are doing and sharing resources was really, really helpful. That's a great answer and thank you. Uh, We certainly uh, would would welcome any other uh, folks who would like to join our DE&I council. Um, Last question. Um, and this is um, this is interesting. I'm 47. I feel like I'm 22, and I think I act like I'm 22. <laughs> I think I'm a kid, but really, um, I'm in the center at the midpoint of my career. And we have five generations in the workplace with all different DEI experiences and backgrounds. How do you, as Valley or as Tammy, support? five generations that are all very, very different in the way that they approach human interaction, the way they, the way they approach 
technology, where they approach life? You know, um, that is such a good question. So it's interesting. It goes back to not getting a def- not getting defensive <laughs> when somebody asks you something that or or gives you an idea that you know it would never occur to you to say or 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 ask for. Right? Um, you know, we have the benefit, I think, of having different generations, right? Because we have something to learn from each of them. One of the things that we um, we really uh, strive to get the message out about is that. Your next best idea could be coming could come from someone who has been at Valley for forty years, or for forty minutes, right? Um, because there's that you know the the longevity that the somebody who has been in in um, financial service for a long amount of time has seen kind of the 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 ebbs and flows, the rises and falls, right? And can give you that perspective. And then someone who's new to the industry doesn't have the same expectations, right? So it can help you to think outside the box. It's like, huh, I never occurred that occurred uh, that, that never occurred to me. I had a situation once where um then uh, a few jobs back where one of my interns asked me, you know, so when do you think I can get a raise? And I'm like, what? Right? And then I remembered, I'm like, all right, we have a young woman here who's advocating for herself. Right. So let's talk about what do you want to do in your career? Like to try to quickly change your perspective. And luckily I was able to change my perspective before it showed on my face. Right? <laughs> because sometimes <laughs> that happens too. Um, but it's a it's a good question. Like, you know, there are different different generations have different expectations and we should be challenging them across the board, right? Like we all know that um the power of human connection, the power of connecting your purpose to the work that you do, um, the different perspectives that you've been, the value of that and the value of your experience, you know, however long or short it is, um, all of that kind of creates um, an opportunity for robust discussion, for coming up with the best possible outcomes. And all we have to do is remind ourselves to be open to it because our let's be honest, our natural inclination is to be like, what are you talking about? (laughs) But if we can get ourselves out of that, that um that paradigm and we can really say like you know huh all right let me take a minute let me think about that that is a good question i wasn't expecting it but it's a good question so i think it's a good reminder um for us that you know wherever you are in your career you have something to contribute um and others do too um, my dad used to always say you can learn something from everyone, right? And he em- immigrated to this country, him and my mom, in the 1960s, and they built this life because they were so open to new experiences. I mean, they drove us all up and down the East Coast, right, <laughs> to visit places. So I try to remember that um, when I'm dealing with people from all walks of life. Like, there's something to be learned here. So it's so interesting, right? When you think about it, I feel like we could take an ethnically diverse room in the in the process of doing that. There is significantly more generational cohesion among broad, diverse ethnicities. Yes. Where the 40-somethings of any ethnicity will all roll their eyes at the 20-somethings <laughs> and vice versa. Absolutely. It's such an interesting, when you think about just the way, you know, if you were to create a plot of, of whether it's ethnicity and age or however you want to do it, that the clusters really cluster, yes. I think, are more around age than anything, anything else. I, I, I agree. It's, it's your lived experience of life. Yep. Yep. So, Everything you saw, you saw on TV, whether you read magazines, right? We're all coming from that same context. That's exactly it. It's exactly it. Well, thank you so much. And I really want to thank my guest today, 
Tammy Monta, the Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer and Director of Human Resources at Valley Bank. Thank so you. Thank you very much for your time. And for the New Jersey Banker Podcast, I'm Micah Fuso.